A very good morning to you. And now on RTHK, it's time for Hashtag Hong Kong from Chin Chin Lam, the climate youth advocate from Carbon Care InnoLab and also a youth delegate at COP27, the annual United Nations Climate Change Conference. Good morning. My name is Chin Chin Lam and I am an urban planner in Hong Kong and a climate youth advocate. It has been over a month now since my return from Egypt's Sharm el-Sheikh, where I attended COP27, the annual United Nations Climate Change Conference. Yet, my fatigue has not fully recovered from the overwhelming and eye-opening experience. Likewise, other youth delegates from around the world had worked tirelessly ahead and during the conference, with some even sent to the hospital for overworking themselves, all in hopes to secure our future. The chaotic two-week conference gathered global leaders and civil societies from around the world to talk about the crisis that is already affecting the most vulnerable in the world, climate change. As a youth that attended the conference with an observer's badge, I was limited to only observing in negotiation rooms, with the occasional rare opportunity to voice our intervention as Yango, the children and youth constituency of the UNFCCC. Despite the frustrations of the slow progress in negotiation rooms and that young people were still underrepresented at the decision-making tables, there were some notable achievements for youth worth celebrating. For the first time ever at COP, there was a children and youth pavilion at the venue, a hub which amplified our voices through events like panel discussions or performances. The passion and demand from youth had quite successfully radiated from this pavilion to other areas of the venue. On the other hand, we also held the first youth-led climate forum, which I was honored to be a youth speaker. A nerve-wracking but a somewhat empowering experience for me as a young person to have a direct policy dialogue with high-level representatives such as the United States Head Negotiator, Minister of Environment Egypt, and representatives of the European Union, G77 and China, and AOSIS, an alliance of small island states. In my intervention, I shared how difficult it is for local practitioners like me to implement high-level goals or policies adopted from COP at the local and community level. It is because the local authorities or other civil societies lack understanding and training about these goals, on the contrary, they aim only for developments but do not prioritize the climate agenda. This directly echoes my experiences in Hong Kong. Of the difficulties in pushing forward the climate agenda at the local level without much high-level policy support. My intervention at COP27 dialogue was also a reflection of my disappointment towards the 2022 policy address, which greatly lacks integration of climate actions. The policy address has various focus areas such as housing, information and technology, industries and economy, education, healthcare, and so on. But climate or carbon neutrality is almost always viewed as secondary and a separate entity disconnected from the focus areas listed above. But it shouldn't and cannot be this way anymore with the climate crisis that is already impacting us today. Hong Kong must shift gears and strive towards developing an integrated city with the green economy as a whole. A green economy and developing a climate-resilient city is more than establishing carbon markets or building green urban infrastructure, but should encompass everything from education, healthcare, and encouraging sustainable changes in lifestyle and society. For example, instead of the general push for IT development or recruiting talents, 
we should put emphasis or extra incentives on climate-related research and developments, and nurture talents with skills and knowledge to develop green, sustainable economies. Furthermore, as part of the new healthcare policy shifting from the traditional treatment-oriented approach to a prevention or community-based approach, the government needs to recognize that extreme heat is a health hazard exacerbated by climate change. Climate adaptation and resilience should also be integrated as core components of the prevention and community-based approach to healthcare. Whilst the government has put the most emphasis on STEAM education, science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics, we are still lagging behind other countries such as Italy, South Korea, Indonesia, and Colombia, which have already established climate change education as a mandatory subject. Incorporation of climate change education would, in fact, also go hand in hand with the government's other policy of broadening young people's horizons and understanding of the world, as the climate is one of the most pressing international agendas and biggest crises for the next generation. Dare I say as well, it would be great to see Hong Kong start providing opportunities for young people to attend international climate conferences like COP. Lastly, the Youth Participation Initiative of the policy address reminds me somewhat of COP27 in this regard. Whilst it is a good start, youth engagement and participation should step away from tokenism and not only encourage young people to offer views, but actively participate throughout development and be part of the decision-making process. And now, I'd like to dedicate the song "Ojoidai" by Nicholas Tse to the people of Hong Kong, hoping that the song will allow room for reflections on environmental destruction caused by humans, and encourage more people to take action.